The Never Before Project presents the Lethal Faith Podcast with your host, Dr. Michael B. Nye and Blake Harris. This podcast is for students, parents, and church leaders who are interested in keeping their faith strong. Visit us online at neverbefore.tv or on Facebook at The Never Before Project. Let's get into the podcast. Hello, this is Dr. Michael Knight. I'm here with my sidekick, Blake, and we're talking about the power of cosmology, which is really answering the question, does God love me? Now, last week, you may have noticed that we did a a study on cosmology as it relates to the position of the earth. It reminds me of Psalms 8, 3, and 4. It says, when I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, and listen to last week because you'll understand that. Oh, yeah. What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? Even this scripture, while the Bible doesn't claim to be a scientific book, listen to me, students, listen to me, pastors, listen to me, parents. The Bible is not an anti-scientific book. As a matter of fact, it says that he made the visible and the invisible and all things hold together because of him in Colossians. And it just said, uh, because of the works of your finger, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, you put them in an exact location. Now you think about what we talked about last week, right? right? And what we talked about this week. So whether it's the fish or the habitation of the earth or the oxygen or the mountain or the ducks or the cheetahs or the monkeys or the bugs or the vegetation or the grass or the humans or the birds or the elephant or the polar bear or the geology, all of the earth and all of life upon the surface of the earth is proof that God actually cares for you. You're right. You know, you're talking about location and a lot of scientists, you know, refer to this as the fine tuning, so to speak, uh, of the universe. And I've even heard some scientists say that, like, we, we live on a knife, a nice edge because it's so precise in location and everything else that there's only one possible explanation. And of course, they 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 go on and say, you know, like some people even say, well, it's luck and things like that. And I'm thinking, well, are you crazy? You know, you, yeah, no. you know, the, the answer. Right I don't believe friends. in those kind of luck, but, that kind of luck. That's right. You know, I'm just thinking, well, the answer's right, staring you right in front of the face and you won't even admit it. You and know, you know here, that's a great point, Blake, because I've got to admit something. I do not have, I'm doubting Thomas. Oh yeah. I do are. not have the kind of faith to be an atheist. Yeah, you're right. I, it definitely takes more faith to be an atheist than it does to be a Christian. You have to deny a whole lot of truth yes. to be an atheist. You really do. Um, so last week we taught all of our students and parents and, and church leaders that you need to look up to the sky if you wondered if God loved you. Today we want to tell them, look underneath your feet. Yeah. Did you realize that the dirt underneath your feet, do you realize that the dirt underneath your feet is proof that God loves you? As a matter of fact, one of God's first acts of creation was to water the face of the ground, which I find interesting. That That's his first thing that he did. And so did you know that God designed the ground just for you to be able to live? that earth dirt was specifically designed for life, that the dirt underneath your feet was designed for life specifically, that God used the ground to design man, the tree, the beast, and the production of food to nurture life. But here's the truth, Blake. We live in a paper-thin crust of dirt. 
A thickness of four to 30 miles is what's underneath your feet right now. It contains more than a dozen tectonic plates. And a tectonic plate is like a big puzzle that holds the earth together. That constantly moves the earth. It has a rigid shell. And here's the amazing thing, students. If these tectonic plates, this rigid shell was any thicker, life would not work properly. Because the girth of the earth is around 8,000 miles. And if it were just 10 more feet, life would be fatal. Wow. Now, think about what I just said. The girth of the earth is 8,000 miles around. If it was just 10 more feet, it would be fatal to human beings. As a matter of fact, the earth's geology and biology are interact with one another. So the earth's crust is even more fine-tuned than even some of the, than what you would know about the galaxies. Wow. You have to have an ocean to have a tectonic plate. Wow. If there was no ocean, you could not have tectonic plates. As a matter of fact, the ocean actually lubricates and facilitates the movement of the earth. Yes. <laughs> I can't help it. I am so blown away by this stuff. It's unreal. And you remember the movie that came out years ago called Waterworld? Yes. Yeah, that's impossible. <laughs> now, it's not impossible to live on the water. I've been to Cambodia where they have entire cities oh, that yeah. live on the water. Yeah. Uh, but what happens, the earth's oceans actually lubricate and facilitate the movement of the earth. They actually keep it from being a water, a water world because a water world without dirt does not make life possible. And without these tectonic plates underneath our feet right now, life could not exist. You know, I I think it's interesting. We're talking about tectonic plates because, you know, as a child, you go through sonic science and they always talk about tectonic plates. And if they smash together, well, we have earthquakes, but no one ever tells you how the tectonic plates are there to actually help produce life. Protect it. That's a brilliant point. You know, wow. It actually regulates the temperature of the earth, the tectonic plates. The tectonic plates emit a magnetic field that is essential for life. In other words, the dirt has a magnet in it that keeps you stable. Now you think about that. These plates actually create mountains and they drive carbon dioxide. In other words, like Blake just said, it's fine-tuned. The dirt on the earth is fine-tuned. And you know what the Bible says in Job 5 and 6? For affliction does not come from the dust nor does trouble sprout from the ground. Wow. Now you think about that. While the Bible doesn't claim to be a scientific book, the Bible is not anti-scientific. It does not say, and that's what we're proving in these cosmological uh, podcasts, the Bible doesn't say anything contradictory to uh, science. Well, the Bible said the earth was uh, flat. No, the Bible didn't didn't say that. The Catholic Church said that. That's right. And and then Genesis 8 and 21, which I think is really interesting. After God cursed the earth, Mm -hmm. when Adam and Eve sinned, God said something interesting in Genesis 8, 21. He says, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake. Wow. Man, I don't don't think I've ever really paid attention to that scripture. He said he wouldn't curse it for man's sake. That's right. Wow. Because he knew how he created the dirt. He knew what the dirt would do for the stability of human beings. He knew what the dirt would do for magnetic fields. He knew what the dirt would do uh, for the protection of life. And if he cursed it anymore, life would be impossible. So next time you think God's mad at you, you have to realize that when, when God maybe gets upset at our choices, he's not mad at you in, in a way he wants to destroy you. 
He, what he wants is to discipline you in a way that a loving father disciplines their child so they'll choose the right choices, which is best for them. Yeah. I hate, hate it when my kids were young, spanking my children. I despised it. Oh, yeah. But, um, and I'm not talking about beating anyone, but uh, it, it, um, it, it corrected bad choices. That's right. You know? Man, I, that is really incredible that even the punishment for separating ourselves from God. He still had our best, best interests in mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about the water, Blake. And everybody say, you know, I see all these things on TV. It says, oh, we found water on another planet. Yeah. yeah. Ask them what kind of water. Oh, yeah. It takes more than water for life to exist on a planet. Scripture teaches us that water is the essential for life, actually. Water is mentioned more than the name of Jesus, God, heaven, or love in the Bible. Water is actually mentioned 722 times. And it was God's second act of creation. So God created the dirt and then he created the water, mm -hmm. which are in the exact ways of protecting man. Genesis 1 and 6 says, let there be an expanse between the waters, yes. separating water from water. Now remember, a water world is a dead world. So life on earth requires a specific kind of water with strategic precision. The kind of water, students, on earth is very important. The chemical composition for water is crucial for life. So it's not just any water. It has to have the right chemical composition. The water on earth is exquisitely suited for carbon-based life. You have to have water that is suited for carbon-based life. Right. Our water does not freeze it dissolves. dissolves. Yeah, that's right. You know, in one of the articles I was reading, that's what it talks about. It talks about how how water dissolves and it has these complex chemical reactions that, that take place within it. And uh, and it was talking about how, how water, and of course it's talking about other planets, but it was just specifically talking about how the water here on Earth is so unique that it requires that type of water to exist on other planets, even for just for life to even begin to exist. That's right. You know? If it rained, ice cubes were dead. <laughs> that would hurt. Life's yeah. over. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> right. And you think about the hail that comes out of the sky in the book of Revelations. Just, I mean, it's amazing uh, when you look at Revelations as the disruption of cosmology. Man, man wait, 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 let's go back. If it rained ice cubes, I'm just thinking about it, right? Because it's raining outside, but yeah. like when rain freezes, it doesn't come down as ice. It comes down as a snowflake. Right. Or it dissolves. dissolves. Or, of course, it... it freezes and then we call it snow or ice or sleet or what like it, it may do today here and where we're at but it dissolves yeah. it's not going to be here in july thank god yeah so our water doesn't freeze it dissolves on this earth which is because it's the water on earth is exquisitely suited for carbon-based life that's not true pastors church leaders on any other planet that has ever been found so far without this exact type of water yeah. Life on earth would die. Our water doesn't freeze. It stays in a liquid form. And Job 5 and 10 says he gives rain to the earth and sends water to the field. Now let's talk about the oceans. Right. The depth, I love the oceans. Oh, yeah. The depths of our oceans are 30,000 feet, which is just right for life to exist. That even the ocean 
is at the exact depth. If it was any deeper, life would be impossible because if they were any deeper, it would absorb the oxygen. That, that, I, that I, even I, the that, oceans yeah. are precise in their depth. The temperatures for our oceans are regulated by what? Tectonic, Tectonic plates. plates. And if they were too warm, algae could not live. And if they were too cold, everything would die. So someone is keeping the fish alive. Which is amazing to me. Yeah, I don't even know what this Blake, the center of the earth has the pressure of three million times greater than the surface of the planets. Now I wanna say that again, students. The center of the earth has the pressure of three million times greater than the surface of the planets. The ocean's precise pressure on the earth is what keeps the earth from fracturing. Wow. That the pressure that the oceans give keeps the earth together and works with the tectonic plates wow. and lubricates them. And then also controls the temperature. Wow. Just wow. If the world were smooth, the earth would be covered with water 1.5 million uh, miles deep if the earth was smoothed. Oceans interact actually with the sun. And it causes material and nutrients to emerge from the ocean. The tides of the ocean wash these nutrients from the continents into the ocean, and thus they feed the organisms of the ocean. Right. It washes salt into the marshes to keep the balance of salt water and life exact in the ocean. So God's not just protecting humans. He's protecting wells, fish, uh, amoebas uh, of just all kinds of things that are in the ocean. He's protecting life itself. Yeah. You know, that makes me think about, you know, like, like you can go to certain parts of the ocean, you can see where the fresh water and the salt water meet together and, and how it's almost like they're completely separated by some invisible barrier, but it's really God holding things in place to create life. And I, I, I'm really blown away right now. No, that's so, it's, it is amazing when you realize the love of God and how precise the earth is. And it's not, we've not found any planet like this in 500 billion galaxies or 10,000 billion billion planets so far. And so while uh, I look at the ocean and I love to go and pray in the ocean and I just love to sit there in the ocean and read and get a good tan. But, you know, I do. I, I just love it. It's my favorite place to go, and I can't wait to go on vacation this summer. Uh, and I love because the Bible says in the book of, I think it's Revelation, it says the, the sound of the, the roaring waters of the sea is like the voice of God. Yeah. But the truth is I've learned to look at the ocean in a different way. I've learned to look at it as a choreographical dance of life yeah. that is so precise that even its coming and going is protecting life at every moment protecting us that even the depth of that ocean is protecting me it's interesting that is, that is, that is you know well i don't know how far we're going to get into this one but let's talk about the moon because the moon is actually works a lot with this genesis 1 and 14 simply says let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night and let them be signs for the seasons and for days and years if our specific moon did not exist, neither would we be able to exist. Which is true. I mean, this is something I've heard all my life. Like if the moon was just a little off, I mean, we're not even talking very far that then all of a sudden our oceans would go crazy and we would, you know, like we would flood the earth and, and that uh, we'd have massive tidal waves and things like that. Like it's literally the moon that he helps keep 
control of the oceans as far as the tides and comings and goings. Yeah, read apocalyptic literature. Uh, Zechariah, Daniel, uh, Ezekiel, some places in Isaiah, um, some places in John, uh, the book of Joel, talking about the day of the Lord, or, or look at uh, the book of Revelations and look for the word moon. That's right. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind, it says that the moon will turn to blood red. Mm-hmm. You know? The Earth's moon is different from any other moon ever found in any other universe. For our planet, the size of Earth, we have to have a big moon. If we didn't have a big moon, life would be inhabitable on Earth. It's one-fourth the size of the Earth, which means it's about 240,000 miles away from the Earth. If it were any less, like Blake just said, it's 240,000 miles away from the Earth. If it were any less, we would die instantly. Any less. Yeah. It's 240,000 miles from the Earth. It's in the exact position to keep you alive. So don't ever say God doesn't care because he does care. Don't say he didn't love you because uh, uh, that there's sin and suffering and pain and cancer in this world. God does love you. God didn't invite these things in. That's why we spent three podcasts. You know, as I think about it, this podcast is a perfect follow-up for the three podcasts we've just done on sin and suffering. Uh, The moon's gravitational pull actually stabilizes the earth at nearly a constant 23.5 degree tilt. That's right. Now, tilt the earth and the temperature changes. The climate of the earth is just right because the earth, the moon is tilted at 23.5 degrees. Uh, And the climate of the earth is just right for man because it's directly related to the position of the moon. The climate of the earth is mild enough to sustain seasonal changes. It is the moon that does the changes of the seasons. Yeah. Okay? So the moon keeps the oceans from stagnating. If it were not for the moon, every living thing in the ocean would die. That the moon keeps every life in the ocean alive. Wow. That's amazing. Oh, yes, it is. It has a magnetic field that shields our planet from harmful radiation. The moon actually has a magnetic field that shields our planet from harmful radiation. The moon used to be called the Sea of Tranquility because uh, scientists used to believe that the craters, Blake, that mm-hmm. you see on the moon, right. uh, they look like craters when you see them from the earth. They used to think that those things were where an ocean used to be. But we right. now know those were not former oceans, but places where cosmic asteroids crashed into the moon and the moon deflected dangerous asteroids from hitting the earth. Yeah. So if you wonder if God loves you, look up at the moon and look at the crater in the moon and know that he put that moon in the exact place to keep you alive. Wow. Yeah, that, that is a, a pretty incredible that, that even just the moon protects us. You know, you know, last week we talked about how even the planets protected us, but now we're even talking about how the moon protects us even still. And so, it, man, it, it gets more and more... Uh, Interesting yes, and precise. Yeah. Exact. Uh, in other words, God exactly loves you. Well, that's a good, we need to remind me of that, DJ. That's right. We need to make a, a, a lethal faith uh, sermon, uh, illustrate a sermon out of that. Oh, yeah. Uh, if our specific moon disappeared, pastors, we'd die. It is the exact tilt of the moon that stabilizes the earth weather. It is tilted at 90 degrees or earth would be sent into utter darkness for six months. The entire North North Pole uh, would melt immediately. You see, Mercury and Venus doesn't have a moon. 
Mars has two tiny moons. The moons on Mars does nothing to stabilize their planet. So all three planets are said to be in total chaos because their moons and the faultiness of the tilting of their moons. Wow. So our moon stabilizes our existence. It actually increases our tides. It gives the power for the ocean to cleanse itself. Its mm -hmm. lunar tides keep large-scale oceans circulating. If it were any larger, the Earth would be destroyed by tidal waves. Yeah. If the, if the moon was any larger, we would be destroyed by tidal waves immediately. So the next time you enjoy the beach, thank God for the moon. <laughs> <laughs> thank God for that moon up there. Oh, man, that's great. So, Blake, why don't any other moons in any of the other 500 billion galaxies or 10,000 billion billion planets protect their planets? Because there's no one else there. There's no one there living there. There's no, there's no, no human beings to protect. So why would, why would they need to? They're, they're meant to protect us. That's why Psalms 89 and 37 says, It shall be established forever like the moon. That's why Psalms 19 and one says, the sky above proclaims his handiwork. So the Bible says, if you wanna know if there's a God, look up. That's right. You know, I, that's absolutely fascinating. Like, like the stuff we've discussed over the past, you know, this podcast, the last one, is just absolutely mind blowing uh, information that is out there that, man, it, I don't even know where to begin. There's so much information about how God protects human beings here on the planet Earth and that even the Earth itself is set up to protect human beings and be sustainable for life. Guys, I need you to help us. Next week, we have our uh, grid director for the globe, Chris Montgomery, who's going to be with us who is an absolute genius at science. I mean, this young man is brilliant. And I can't wait, Blake, for us to do our podcast next week with Chris. When we get back after Chris and Blake and I all this talk, then we're going to go revisit some final things about how the earth is exact, like the exact position of the sun or the exact position of the positioning of the planet Earth or how he's crowned the power of the Earth and its inhabitants, how man has been placed on this Earth. And uh, we're going to close it out with asking the question, does the Big Bang Theory prove there's no God? Yeah, that's always an interesting thought, isn't it? And so, hey guys, I wanna thank you for listening. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and as always, keep it lethal. Thanks for listening to the Lethal Faith Podcast, brought to you by the Never Before Project. To find out more about the Never Before Project or be a part of the discussion, visit our website at neverbefore.tv. You can also visit us on Facebook at the Never Before Project. Join us next week for another episode of Lethal Faith.